What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And we're back in front of a camera. We're here with episode 141, where we're going to be talking about, hey, is gaming culture still a boys club? But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. (laughs) Uh, Liz, how you doing? I'm okay. Cool. We're we're back. We are back. I mean, we never went away. Just like you couldn't see our faces in real time. Yeah, we're still exhausted and uh, we're still preparing (laughs) our faces. But I don't know. I want to give you, we want to give you a reason to subscribe to this YouTube channel. If you're subscribed to it, uh, we want to give you purpose. And so YouTube, you're on here because you want to watch videos. So here we are once again. So Mm. we're going to be exhausted. But guess but what? We're exhausted for you. We're exhausted for you. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you want to hear us babble on some more, we got new episodes of What's the Biz coming out every single Tuesday. It's an anything and everything kind of podcast where we just babble on. Uh, you know, we got a new episode dropping tomorrow where we talk about uh, a lot of things. So yeah, we actually did talk about a lot. Yeah, it was a <laughs> it was a good episode. Yes, so it was. Uh, tune in for that. Links are in the description down below. But uh, why don't we get this show started? Okay. Cool. Uh, we want to remind all of you that we're on social media. We're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us there and be friends with us there. But also follow us on Instagram where you can see behind the scenes photos sometimes, uh, some stories, some memes here and there, and some questions I'll ask you about the very show right now. Wow. So if you want to be in on a discussion on our final segment, uh, be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and even Facebook, and I'll share a question pertaining to the, the discussion that we'll have on this very show. Mm-hmm. Uh, join our Discord, by the way. Uh, we have a Discord link in the description down below. If that link doesn't work, reach out to me in some sort of fashion on social media. I'll get you in. Uh, you can join us there, have a discussion with us. We just talked about pizza over mm-hmm. on there. And I'll ask you the uh, question over on Discord as well. It's a fun time. Join the Discord. And uh, be sure, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, if you're new here, hey, Subscribe, if you will, so you know when all these episodes come out and any kind of updates that we have. So subscribe to the channel, uh, you know, click the notification bell so you know when all these episodes come out and be sure to review us on all of your favorite uh, podcasting platforms. So uh, I think we should get the oh, thank you, motorcycle. Thank you. So nice. So nice. So let's get the show started. Well, what do you think? I agree. Let's get to it with our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, or HBO Max. And we like to give you a recommendation or not a recommendation. Here are the, on the Games Groceries podcast, we like to give you a five-point movie rating review scale. Mm-hmm. Here, we start at, avoid at all costs, eh, eh, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week's movie actually comes to us from HBO Max. It's not really a movie per se. It's actually a documentary series. And we were in between this and a Netflix movie. Uh, but we wanted to do this one because it is pertaining to last year. Yep. And it is actually called uh, The COVID Diaries New York. Yeah. Uh, I, I, can't, I don't know if I should clap for that. Yeah, I don't think we'll clap. Yeah, let's not clap for that one because it's it's... That's, that's kind of weird to clap for. Like, hooray. Yay, COVID. COVID. Uh, we want to discuss this one because it's only 42 minutes long, but there's a lot to say from this because it, it's about uh, film students filming their mm-hmm. experiences during the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. Uh, so opening thoughts, go. Um, It was... um. Yeah? Interesting. Okay. Well, I was thrown off because we've been doing the... Rating first. Oh, right. Um, oh, let's do our rating first. <laughs> it was a long week for me. What, what did you give it? I gave it enjoyable. I also gave it enjoyable. Woohoo! Go us. Okay, opening thoughts, go. <laughs> um, no, I gave it an enjoyable because it it was very insightful. Like, it just kind of showed, like, what it was like in Manhattan. Because, like, we all heard what it was like in Manhattan and the other big cities. Mm-hmm. But you don't really know what it's like. And it took a dive into, like, a couple different people's lives. Yes. And so it just kind of showed you not, like, what just everyone's going through, but what it was like to, like, live there. And that was interesting. Um, the only reason that I gave it an enjoyable was just because... It was so short. Every person only got a couple minutes and we didn't really mm-hmm. get any in-depth 
insight. We just got like, this is how my family's handled it and moving on. And so it just, I just wish I had got more information from each person. Like if they had made it longer. Yeah. Uh, so I want to go to my first note is that when you watch this film, what I do like about this is that there's no production value, really. There's no HBO production mm-hmm. to this. Uh, also, one key note here, there's no emotional music. There's no music being mm-hmm. played. And I'll get to that in just a minute, why that's important. And there's no script, really. It's just uh, it's just people sharing their feelings mm-hmm. of what they're going through in each dynamic of the COVID pandemic. Yeah. Now, the reason why I think it's an important thing that there's no emu- emotional music playing is that it doesn't try to define what you're trying to feel. Yeah. Because that's what music really does is that when you when you put it in a sad track, you know, it's trying to lean you towards sadness or mm-hmm. lean you towards hope or lean you towards happiness. It doesn't try to do that. It just gives the information and it gives each person's emotions and what they're going through and you get to decide what you feel yeah about it yeah uh so it's well documented it's no production except for what cameras they have and what skills they have as film students yeah so i i did enjoy that that this is very basic Mm -hmm. in that way yeah and and i think that's a that's a, a pro for this yeah so what do you think um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I didn't even notice there was music except for at the in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The first person to present, he had a really long like chunk oh, yeah. of silence between him and the person he was talking to and I was like Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it got awkward after a while. So that was the only time that it was weird that there was no music. But other than that, like I said, I didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and that's the thing. I think you only notice when there's music when it's trying to make you feel something. But yeah. uh, now I will say that this is, like you said, it's small snippets of family dynamics, too. Mm-hmm. It shows everybody's families. It shows them in real life. It shows them how they're essential workers. One was a bus driver. Another one was a post office worker. And you get to see the parent side, too, and the yeah. family dynamics. There's a, there's a scene where the family's kind of freaking out yeah. about what's going to happen because yeah. you get to see how the family is reacting, not just the film students themselves, Mm -hmm. but the family dynamic within all of this. How is everyone feeling during this pandemic? And it's only small snippets of it. Yeah. But I I, I still think we get a small glimpse of what New York was during Mm -hmm. all of this. Um, And I'll go into my final note here that in the end, I think I'm with you where I wish the stories were more in depth. Like a regular documentary where you get like all the details, you get mm-hmm. like deep dive into like what their everyday life was like. Yeah. Whereas this was like, oh, tonight mm-hmm. is my turn and I'm going to film my family. And I'm sure that HBO, when they said like, oh, we're going to do this uh, and, and they probably gave guidelines like, oh, you only have a five minute video, like make well, a five minute yeah. video of this. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I, I'm sure HBO was just like, if you want to be in HBO's covid mm-hmm. diaries you have to give a five minute submission yeah i'm sure that is but i wish we got so much more yeah i really wish we did uh because they even dived into the protests for george floyd yeah which uh george floyd's flat family uh in the city that they live in i can't remember what it was yeah, they actually just got 27 million dollars from the from the city's government so good yes but they they went yeah. on the protest there and I really wish we got more of that. Yeah. But it's actually two. Did two, two people report? Two or three of them. Two or three. But um, I think it's did Swiss report two. about it. But I wish we had more detail. But again, yeah. it's not their fault. But in the end, I think this was just a very honest and a very raw take. Yeah, it was it was just a quick insight on what it was like living in Manhattan at that time. Yeah. Uh so don't be expecting that this is a high production HBO um kind of documentary but this is just a raw footage of what each family is going through and each family's dynamic and how diverse uh these uh these students are and i I think it was a really good take on Mm -hmm. what was happening in new york at the time and how families were dealing with this so uh we both gave it an enjoyable you know I, i don't think you should pass on this film yeah it's only 42 minutes long i don't think you should pass on it at all but i thought it was only 39 minutes uh well including credits it's 42 oh okay but yeah so uh we both gave it enjoyable 
Yeah. It's on HBO Max. So if you want to check it out for yourself, again, it's called COVID Diaries. I think it's called COVID Diaries NY, but COVID Diaries New York. Yeah. Uh, I hope they kind of do uh, more of these, like COVID Diaries Philadelphia, COVID Diaries Chicago. Yeah. I, I kind of interesting. I want to see how all of America dealt with this. Yeah. But, you know, if this is all we get, I, I love this glimpse into mm-hmm. what was happening. Yeah. So not love, but I like how you we like got. like how we got to see. And I wholeheartedly believe come five to ten years from now, we're going to have great documentaries. Oh, yes. About it. Filmed by these kids. Maybe. Yeah. It's possible. So, again, that's our brief thoughts on COVID Diaries New York. So check it out for yourself. It's on HBO Max. But we got to get into some gaming news. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. All right. So let's do it. Let's just jump into it with our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. Oh, my goodness. What's going on here? Uh, business wins. Business no. wins. What are, what are we doing? No. What's going on here? No. So uh, top three gaming news, of course, is uh, we go through the past week and not a lot of groundbreaking stuff happens. Yeah. It was kind of a quiet week. There was there was one major thing. Um. But really, it's more of a confirmation. So that that brings us to our number three gaming news. It's about uh, the Xbox and Bethesda deal. Oh, yay! Xbox, Bethesda, hooray! Uh, as an Xbox Xbox fanboy and a Bethesda fanboy. Yeah, this is like the best day ever for you. It is. Uh, now, as we're recording, there are 20 uh, Bethesda titles now on Game Pass. Most of them I've played before, so <laughs> doesn't make a difference. Yeah, so I mean I'm still gonna replay them. This is great. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so the Bethesda Microsoft deal, or I should say Microsoft Zenimax deal, yeah, finally was signed, pen and paper. It is now e- official. You know, I was about to say official, but official. Now, why this is important is because we got this report. That Microsoft was purchasing or acquiring ZeniMax back in September 2020. And even before that, they revealed that they were working on this deal for like two or three years at this mm. point. So it was finally coming around. And in September 2020, they were saying like, hey, we're planning on acquiring them. And people just freaked out. But now it's true. It's finally happening. Uh, now, here's the interesting part is that. Uh, Phil Spencer has come out with, okay, what games will be exclusive? So that brings me to my quote from the article. All the articles will be linked down below. But this article is actually uh, going into that, and Phil Spencer is quoted by saying this. Gamers gamers should know that Xbox consoles, PC, and Game Pass will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games, including some new titles in the future that will be exclusive to the Xbox and PC players. So that's the interesting part. He's saying including some new titles in the future that will be exclusive. Now, uh, he he does go on to say that uh, later on, he does have a quote saying that he wants to deliver these games on platforms that offer Game Pass. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are speculating that, like, hey, PlayStation, if you want some, uh, you know, Bethesda games, put Game Pass on PlayStation. Wow, that would yeah, be interesting. Yeah. I, he's saying that, like, if you want, you know, Bethesda games, put Game Pass on your platform and we will give you Bethesda games. Now, he does say some new titles. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a new report that, uh, that uh, Elder Scrolls Online is the uh, most, most popular MMORPG right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they're going to keep Elder Scrolls and Fallouts just delivering money on multi-platforms. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they're going to take away from that because they just make chunks you, of yeah, change. Yeah, you make too much money on those big titles. But I do think that Starfield will be exclusive to the Xbox because it's a new IP. Nobody really knows about it. It's possible, but the hype alone might get them a lot of money. I guess so, but like... So it depends on how they think about it. If they yeah. think about it the way you just said, like, well, no one knows about it. It's not like it has a huge fan base. Mm-hmm. Or think about it my way where it's like, there's a lot of hype on all ends. Yes. 
Like they'll, I mean, I'm sure they know what they're doing. They'll probably do focus groups to figure out mm-hmm. what to do because if they do see that it's more Xbox fans that are fans of it and they don't have a big yeah. audience in PlayStation, then it doesn't matter. There was actually a roundtable discussion between uh, people from Xbox and people from Bethesda, including Todd Howard. And Todd Howard came out to say that uh, putting Bethesda games onto Game Pass, which has 18 million subscribers, mm-hmm. uh, offers a new gateway into experimental kind of games. Yeah. Saying that it's not it's much of a risk because there's 18 million people pretty much already purchasing this. Yeah, they, they pretty much get to play it for free. So it's not like they're investing any money into a game that might not be great. Yeah. So I think like the smaller titles and including uh, probably like a new Wolfenstein might be exclusive. It could. I think this will open them up to do more experimental projects, like Mm -hmm. smaller experimental games just to see, can we do this? Let's try doing it on Mm -hmm. a small scale. And then if they realize, hey, we can do it and it turned out okay, then you're going to see better big games. But I, I just don't see Elder Scrolls and Fallout being oh, no. xbox exclusive no. they're just too big of yeah and platforms like, and like that you keep said exclusive. in the past xbox is very gamer friendly yeah they want to they want gamers to be able to play the games they like yeah and to take something away that people have already been playing on multi-platforms yeah i don't think they would do that i think starfield will yeah and that's I my think call it's possible i i think it's very possible that Starfield will be exclusive to the Xbox mm-hmm. uh, with what that statement said, like some being exclusive new yeah. titles. Yeah. But you know, who's to say I, um, I might be wrong. It might be multi-platform because it is a major title from mm-hmm. the makers of elder Scrolls. So and it was in the making before this deal. Yeah. So kind of like how outer worlds was before they got acquired by Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were making Outer Worlds before they they got acquired. Yeah. Obsidian, I mean. Maybe they'll do Starfield like it'll release on Xbox first. Yeah. And then like a time exclusive. Yeah. 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 I could see that. But I feel like that would be more beneficial. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, but what are your thoughts? Write them in the comments down below. I want to hear your thoughts, yeah. you beautiful creature. Weird. Uh, now let's go on to our number two gaming news, which is about another EA original game. Oh, wow. Uh, EA originals. If you don't know what they are, uh, if you know, unravel, uh, it's it's Yarny right there. If you're watching us, um, Yarny was, uh, (laughs) unravel was an EA original indie title, Mm -hmm. a way out, uh, sea of solitude. These are all indie titles put out by EA Originals. Now, there's a new company called Silver Rain Games that have signed on to a deal with EA Originals, and they're designing a game for EA Originals. Why is this so important? Well, because the one of the founders of this was none other than Abu Bakar Salim, who voiced, that's right, he voiced uh, Bayek of Siwa of Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah, he is the voice of that, and he um, and he just made a game company called Silver Rain, which is actually co-founded by Michelle Melissa Melissa Phillips, who was the head of the BAFTA community. Mm. I know she's part of the BAFTA. I can't remember what what her role was, but she is now the head of studio oh. of Silver Rain Games. Now, I want to read this quote that's um, from Salim. And he's talking about, this is at the end of the article here, but we're talking about a game that he's designing that is very much a narrative game. He's, he's going on to say, like, I really wish I could tell you more. I really do, but I can't. I really can't. But I will tell you that uh, he does have an interesting quote in the article where he says that, that video games have this sort of, you know, what am I trying to say? Have this sort of power to tell narrative stories. Mm. Now, I want to go on to this quote, however, and he says, Salim added, respect is at the forefront of our minds as we make games. Respect for both the player and the developer. Respect for the developer, listening to them and giving them space to creatively explore. And respect for the player as they give their time to experience the content we create. With that at its core, it gives us a good base to create content we're proud of. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree that you should respect me as a player. Uh, but really, that it yeah. sounds like Abu is just really going hard 
into this, you know? Mm-hmm. Melissa Phillips, of course, is like really trying to dive deep into this and yeah. make a really great narrative. So I'm excited for this. Yeah. And it's being published by EA. Yeah. So they have a lot more money to put into this game mm-hmm. that's been in design since I wrote this down. Uh, it's been in design for about a year. Cool. Maybe I didn't write it down, but I think it was in development since late 2019. Wow. So that's really cool. Yeah. Past year. Uh, yeah, I didn't write it down. I'm stupid. But yeah, it's been in uh, development for the past year. So that's really cool. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's great. Yeah. Same. I don't really have much to say about it. <laughs> I mean, these are the people who put out games like A Way Out. Yeah. A Way Out, Unravel, yeah. Sea of Solitude. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. I pretty much like every EA original that comes out. Yeah, you do. So, and this is, you know, coming from Bayek of Siwa. Yeah. He also starred in uh, House of Wolves or uh, Raised by Wolves on HBO. He also starred in there, but uh, that doesn't matter. matter. He's Bayek of Siwa. And uh, he's designing this game. Okay. So, I'm very excited for this. So, uh, that's really cool that he signed on to EA Originals. So, uh, hope for the best. Yeah. Now, for our number one gaming news is for you retro gaming fans. Game preservation. It's important. Stop stop not preserving your games. It's important because guess what? The number one news is about a Game Boy Color game that was canceled, but now it's coming back as a Game Boy Color game. It's Infinity. It's Infinity, everybody. Uh, so Infinity was a was touted as a 20-hour RPG that was set to come out for the Game Boy Color. Liz will be back in just a little bit. She had to sniffle. There she is. Sorry. Uh, allergies. Yeah, it's allergy season. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> goodness me. Now, it was set to be a 20-hour RPG. And it was supposed to come out in tw- um, t- 2001. My goodness. Uh, it was supposed to come out in 2001. But because the Game Boy Advance was coming out, interest for the Game Boy Color, well, this will explain it better. So I want to read this quote from the article that's linked up below from Nintendo Life. It says, for an unreleased Game Boy Color game, Infinity's got quite the history behind it. Developed by Ephenix Software, Ephenix F- Whatever. At Phoenix Software, between 1999 to 2001, it wasn't far off completion. But due to the Game Boy Advance's launch, got canceled due to publishing struggles. So once the Advance came out, Game Boy Color's interest uh, was was kind of deteriorating at Mm -hmm. this point. But now after uh, five years ago, the game's ROM was actually found... And there, and there's actually a company called Game. Oh, before I look at it, oh man, okay, man, I know it has an eight in it. Uh, Incubate. Oh my goodness, I I knew that it it has the eight. Incubate. Like skater. No, like okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> Incubate Games. Uh, who, who is Incubate? Incubate. Whatever that word, that word that you know, you you. It you, sounds like incubate. Incubate, yes, incubate. Thank you. I'm. Is stupid. that what it's supposed to In, say? Yes, incubate. Thank you. Uh, incubate, You're welcome. Dear. Incubate Games have found this uh, five-year ROM, and now they're actually starting a Kickstarter to actually turn the ROM and finish Infinity and put it on a Game Boy Color cartridge. This isn't coming out for Switch. It's not being remastered. It is coming out as a Game Boy Color game in 2021, set for June, according to the get, uh, Kickstarter. Nice. So, we can still play that because we can. We have the attachment for the GameCube. Yes. What do you think of this? Do you think? Uh, do you think you're interested in this in game preservation? Well, yeah. Yeah. Would you play it? I don't know what it's about. Uh, it's about infinity. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what the game is about, but it's it's an RPG. It's a 20-hour game on the Game Boy Color. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, long for a Game Boy. I didn't read too much of this. I'm more interested in what they're actually trying to do for a retro game that was canceled. And, yeah. Uh, canceled 20 years ago. I just think it's great that they're not, like, redoing it and putting it on a new system. I mm-hmm. like that they're just... They're like, here, here's your Game Boy cartridge. Yeah, it's it's going to be on a Game Boy cartridge. I love it. That's fantastic. It's great. I might actually go in on this Kickstarter. I didn't actually see. Okay, after the show, I'm actually going to yeah. look up the Kickstarter. And I just want to see 
if I can get in on it still. So yeah. uh, I'm very excited for this. I, I want to play this game. This mm -hmm. sounds great, but I, I think this is a number one gaming news piece because it's about game preservation. Yeah. And I think it's very important that we don't forget games of old. I don't think we should just move on and just enjoy the newer games. I think we should always look at the history of video games and uh, incubate. There you go. Uh, incubate is actually taking initiative yeah. and preserving this and mm -hmm. reviving this. And they're actually doing, you know, they're doing the Lord's work by this. So uh, Incubate, if you're listening to this, uh, thank you for doing what you're doing. I'm looking up the Kickstarter. Uh, I probably already looked at it because it's it's Monday as you're listening to this. So I go. already looked you up. But uh, thanks again for doing what you're doing. And I think it's time to go into the final segment. I agree. So uh, put your thoughts in the, in the comments down below of all these gaming news pieces. I'm excited to hear what you think about all this, but uh, it's time to move on for our final segment, which just me and you uh, the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> this week. <laughs> I don't know what that was. A little um, bit of a stutter came out. I guess so. Uh, it's just me and you. Uh, yeah. No guests this week. So we just want to you know, have a little fun time and talk yeah. about uh, feminism. Woohoo! Cool. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, is gaming culture still a boys club? And we just want to discuss that for a little bit. So stick around, grab some popcorn because it's time for our final segment. Coffee time. Every single week here on the Games of Groceries podcast, we like to have a little discussion uh, about the gaming industry, whether it be about female gamers or game preservation. We like to have a sit down for the next half hour or so yeah and just discuss it uh so this week it's just me and liz talking about uh you know is you know the gaming culture still considered a boys club mm -hmm. now when i say a boys club what i mean is the per perception of it yeah uh people who are in the culture do they allow you know female gamers mm -hmm. uh and is the perception still only boys are allowed this is just a man's thing you yeah. know uh, that's what I'm trying to go off of is the perception of yeah. the gaming culture. So let's start off with first defining this, mm -hmm. right? Uh, saying why is gaming culture considered a boys club in the first place? Why, why is that? I mean, I think it, and we've said this before on the podcast, I think it honestly comes down to the beginning marketings mm -hmm. of video games. When, mar when video games were first came out and they were marketing it, they decided to market it to young boys. Mm -hmm. So that was the first market, and that's the market that's grown up with it the longest. Mm -hmm. So that's why we have that perception of it being a boys club, because originally it was. Yeah. It was only meant for, like, seven-year-old boys. Yes. And, and we've, we've talked about it a lot on this uh, podcast, where when video games are starting to rise back up after mm -hmm. the... Uh, gaming crash, mm -hmm. right? And Nintendo started to step in. They sold it as toys, but they sold it in the boys section. Yeah. Right? It was a selection process, and it just decided on boys, and they decided, like you said, to market it, and because of its history yeah, as being... It, it was a boys thing. Yeah, it was a boys toy. <laughs> exactly. Yikes. Um, <laughs> but thank you, motorcycle people. They're uh, doing great tonight. Yeah, they're great. Cool. Um... But yeah, so it it's just it. It's as you know, as history has put it, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was a boys thing. Yeah, and that's where it perceived that's where the marketing stood up until I want to say you know the early two thousands. I think it started to diverse yeah. itself, and now we're here in twenty twenty one. But the history still is there. Yeah, definitely. You know? Um. But that, that's the thing. I, I just think that that's why it's perceived uh, first and foremost. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of uh, gamers, you know, gamers in the gaming culture can be pretty toxic. Oh, definitely. And I mean, even your examples of the original Game Awards mm -hmm. doesn't sound like it's attracting the female yeah. culture. Oh, yeah. The, all. the original Game Awards, when it was on Spike TV, yeah. it was all women in bikini-clad clothes, and it was Mountain Dew. Well, and first, it was on Spike TV. Yeah, it was on Spike. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, it's history from in the, you know, toy aisle to being yeah. on Spike TV, which yeah. was, if you don't know what Spike TV is, don't Google it. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, it's, it's just filled with, you know, toxic masculinity and... Um, you know, women just, you know, being, being extremely sexualized. Yeah. 
And that's the thing is that the original Game Awards by Jeff Keighley yeah. <laughs> was on Spike. Jeff Keighley did not want to be on Spike, but yeah. guess what? That's where he was getting paid. Yeah. So he decided to take it away from Spike mm-hmm. and make his own standalone Game Awards. Yeah. So, but that's the thing is that it's it has its history mm-hmm. with being a boys club. Mm-hmm. And we have to know that fact to go forward on this. Yeah. Because it has a history. Mm-hmm. Now, right now in 2021, right? Do we think when we talk about female gamers being kind of sexualized or they're not being included into gaming culture or they're not being taken seriously? Uh, the question I want to ask, and especially especially to you, because uh, you're a girl, right? Am I? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, you identify as female. Yes. And why? Now, my question is, do we think that we've seen this happen firsthand or is it something we've heard of? Is it something that we've seen or is it something we've experienced in our own life? Uh, what are your thoughts when we're talking about females not really being included in gaming culture as equals? Um, I haven't experienced it too much. It's definitely something mm-hmm. we've heard about. I've only experienced it one time. Oh, and it okay. was a very weird because it was, was it with it, me? Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, we were having a conversation with a coworker of mine and her boyfriend. Yes. And they play video games together all the time. Yeah. And so you were talking about video games with them. And I told them I played just not like those type of games that you guys were talking about. Yeah. And it was just so funny. I didn't even say that I didn't play those games. I just wasn't really chiming in because I'm not a talker. Yeah. But so you guys are all talking everything. And her boyfriend was like, oh, yeah, like, look at Liz. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, she she has no idea what we're talking about. It's like, why would you say that? I literally just told you I play video games. Mm -hmm. And you play them with your girlfriend. Like, yeah. why would you say that? It's yeah. just because I'm not chiming in because I don't know you. Yeah, I, I think that's because you're you're pretty new into like diving deep into gaming culture. You've been yeah. gaming, but when it comes to the gaming culture, I, I think you started in like 2016. And yeah, uh, and I, I don't know. But that's the thing is that's that's one thing. But I think I've seen it more because I'm a guy. Oh yeah, definitely. Who, who gamed and had a girlfriend. Yeah. And I think I've seen it more from guys treating girls mm-hmm. as if they can't get into gaming culture or they can't yeah. they can't possibly understand it. Yeah. Because I've I've had my fair share of like, oh, your girlfriend's here. I guess we can't game. Oh, your girlfriend's here. Yeah. She's gonna take rec- Xbox. It's like, okay, one thing. Yeah. It's like those, even like the boomer jokes about how like, oh, the girl is just like the nagging person. I just got to nag you to get off your video games. Yeah. Because that's what I do. And I think I experienced it or not experienced it firsthand, Mm -hmm. but I've seen it firsthand, especially when I worked at GameStop. Oh, definitely. I can imagine. Uh, I think one of the worst things was uh, when I, when I was a seasonal and I was working with other seasonals, you know, mm-hmm. of course, some of them were girls. Right. And one of the girls and I and I overheard this. Yeah. There was a guy who, who there was a guy and a couple of his friends went to GameStop. And this was like, I don't know, five years ago, maybe. Yeah. Maybe maybe like five years ago. So it was pretty recently. And, you know, the guy comes in and he just says, like, what? You're a girl. Like, he actually said that, like, you're a girl. And she's like, yeah. Like, and you play video games. She says, yeah. And he literally said, wow, if you smoked weed, I would marry you. And, and it's kind of like those things. Just every time you tell a story, I get so grossed out. I'm like, oh, I need a shower. It, yeah, it was not <laughs> a good look. And that's the thing is that I, I, I think that's the reason why this mm-hmm. is being talked about. It's yeah. not that girls can't game, but that it's another thing to sexualize them over. Yeah, I mean... Just talking about this, it reminds me of like it's the same thing when with girls getting being mm-hmm. into sports. Yeah, like oh she, I can't like sports. I have to nag you and tell you to turn off the game. Yeah, exactly. And going into like auto stores. Yeah, or car shopping. Mm-hmm. Or going into Home Depot. Like there's there's those certain things that for some reason people cannot get it through their minds that females can 
like these things. Exactly. Like I hate going to the auto repair store. They'll always go to me. I'm like, I, I don't know. Anything. They always go to you at Home Depot. And I think it's the funniest thing in the world because mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I have <laughs> no idea. They're like, sir, can I help you? I'm like, I, I don't like, know. Like I worry about you with a nail gun. <laughs> yeah. I, I stapled dog. No. no. Anyways. But yeah. I, I think the, the main thing is that I don't think girls are excluded from gaming. Yeah. And, and they can be, and then we'll yeah. talk about that for a little bit, not for a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> but I think it really is kind of this sexualizing of women who game, yeah, or or that they're not, yeah. or that they're not hot enough, yeah, or that they're not doing this. It's just another token of that. Now, yeah. I do want to point out that, like, playing devil's advocate here, I think a lot of girls do that to guys, like if they play guitar, you know, that kind of like, yeah. I think it's a little different in that way. Like it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like you're talking about like sexualizing like a guy who plays guitar. Yeah, like like myself. <laughs> what do you do? I think that is more of like a fantasy yeah. in a way where it's like, oh, he plays guitar. He's so hot. Mm-hmm. But we're not saying guys can't play guitar. Because yeah. that's what this like with video games. They're saying that girls can't play video games, mm-hmm. and like if they do, that's what makes them. Like I don't know. I, I feel like in what you're saying is that it's kind of like just like another thing to say. Like oh wow, you know he plays that, guitar. It's included. It's not like a unicorn. Like wow, a guy who plays guitar. Exactly. We don't like them because they play guitar. Sometimes we do. Oh, but that's not. It's not like because it's a unicorn, like you said. It's just like that's yeah. like another element that makes them hotter. Yeah, exactly. It's just like oh, it's yeah. a guy. Oh, you play guitar versus oh, you're you're a yeah. girl. Oh, well, you play you play video games. I yeah. got I got to nab you right now. Exactly. You know? it, it's kind of like they're treating it like yeah. it's a unicorn thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's just another thing that girls can't just be gamers. Exactly. It has to be girl gamers. It has to be mm-hmm. female gamers. It has. It can't be just gamer. Yeah, uh, I think I see it a lot in terms of skateboarding culture too, where uh, they're not skaters; they're oh, they're girl skaters. Yeah, you I know? mean that's what it is with a lot of things. It's female mechanic. Yes, even female guitarists. Like there, I forget who it was, but when I was in high school, there was one singer. She, I think, she only had like one or two hits, mm. but she played a great guitar. Yeah, and it was always she's plays could good like she's a girl who plays guitar really good Mm -hmm. and it was and it's again female mechanics female skaters it's always when a female's involved can you go reset the camera for me oh yes thank you when a female's involved it's like female this Mm -hmm. like i think i've said this before i was the only girl in my major i wasn't the only girl who worked with the tech crew but i was the only one who's committing my major to it and so it was very weird I was entering a boys club and yeah, I, there was only three girls who hang out with that group. And I was again, the only one in the major. And so it's, again, it's female audio technician. And I, even though I, when I was just running the video mm-hmm. part of it, I would have one person who would constantly second guess me. He did not trust that I knew what I was doing, even though I had been doing it for two years at that point Yes, on the same system. Like I knew what I was doing and this person didn't trust me and it felt like because I was a girl, mm-hmm. not because he just didn't trust me. It felt like because I was a girl because he trusted the guys with everything. Yeah. So it's like things like that where it's like it's not even just video games and just skating. It's mm-hmm. anything that was typically a man's job, quote yeah. unquote. It seems like now it's like a girl does that. Mm-hmm. Either we don't trust her or like, wow. Yeah. It can't just be like, this is what she does. Exactly. Uh, and that's the thing is that I, I just think that's what I've seen in terms of girls who are trying to game, mm-hmm. right? It's always in a sexual nature yeah. or it's always in kind of like, um, like, oh, wow, that's so good for you. Or, mm-hmm. uh, thinking that you're just a phony, that you're just trying to get attention yeah. from guys. Can I, I don't know if this is something that you're planning on talking about or anything, Go but for something it. that like pops in my head when we're talking about this about, especially like with it's like men sexualizing women who play video games. Yes. I think part of that has to do with the fact that when you were all younger and it was still kind of a boys club, you were being fed games with girls with very Mm -hmm. 
nice figures to say yeah. it nicely you were fed girls in video games had big boobs and big butts and a teeny tiny waist yeah they were made to look sexual to mm-hmm. the 13 year old boys playing the game yeah and i don't think that helps with this whole image of female gamers and i think that's what discouraged girls from becoming gamers earlier mm-hmm. because like i just like i just think of like the tomb raider the first tomb raider games yeah like what in the world mm. was that? And then, like, you just see, like, all these other games from when we were younger, and you see the women portraying them. It's like, what is happening? Why were, one, why were parents letting their teenage yeah. boys play this? Because boys will be boys. It, that's another problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other problem that yeah. can be discussed at another time. <laughs> and that's the thing, is that I don't think it was allowing, in the history, I don't think it was allowing women to just be humans yeah it wasn't allowing girls to even be comfortable playing video games let alone be in like they didn't even put a real woman in video games yeah and before we go into our social media answers i think uh it's important for us to go into this uh this next question because i want you know again to define our own thoughts do we believe that it's improving over time, do we uh, believe that gaming culture is accepting women in games? Mm-hmm. Do we believe that it's just a loud minority? Do you think games are uh, game characters are not sexualizing women anymore, but actually empowering them? What are your mm-hmm. thoughts? I definitely think it's moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Just like in any other part of life, you're going to have guys yeah. who are jerks. Mm-hmm. And they're going to only see women as objects and something for them to claim yes. and that they don't belong in this club. Mm-hmm. So you're always going to have them. I don't think that's ever going to go away. But as far as the gaming community, I definitely think it's moving in the right direction. There are so many games with female leads. Like, look at the first Life is Strange. Yes. Practically an all-female cast, except for a couple characters. Mm-hmm. And female leads strong female leads in that video game yeah and there's plenty of other video games that i can't think of off the top of my head that have strong female leads Mm -hmm. and so i definitely think we're moving in the right direction you like you and like i said the games that had very sexual Mm -hmm. figured women in them were when we were younger you don't really see that anymore yeah and i do think that is because parents are louder Mm -hmm. and females are louder Yes. These days. So we're telling video games, like, don't put this. Mm-hmm. Don't put this in video games. I don't, I wouldn't let my kid play a video game that mm-hmm. had a woman like that, especially with today's graphics. That's yes. like basically giving your 13 year old porn at this point. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> so, I mean, let's be fair. You give him a laptop, you're giving him porn. This is true. Yeah. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like when we were younger, it was pixelated. It wasn't, it didn't look like a real fi- female body. Yeah. With today's graphics, it would look like this woman, this this shaped woman existed in real life. Exactly. Outside of Kim Kardashian and Angelina Jolie. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how they look like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just it. I do think, in my opinion, I think it's improving. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I, I think that women are being not just more empowered. And I think in this time, I think what we're seeing right now is a more empowered female character because it has to be empowered for it to get normal mm-hmm. because women in games were actually so lowered into mm-hmm. the totem pole of gaming culture that you have to empower them to get to the level of human being. Yeah. And that's why we see characters like Aloy from horizon zero dawn. We mm-hmm. have characters like um, Max from Life is Strange. Yeah. We have characters like these. We have characters like Ellie from the Last of Us series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have women who are strong and courageous yeah. because they have to get to that level to be, you know, seen as people. Yeah. And not just something that's you just gets. Yeah. And I, th- and you can even, honestly, you can even see it in Disney movies. Yes. They are a lot of the main fight in the princess movies are a girl mm-hmm. trying to prove herself yes to just everyone saying that like i'm a girl and i can do this mm-hmm. or like just even if that's not the fight they're portraying stronger females mm-hmm. in their more recent princess installments yeah so like i just think you can see it everywhere video games and in movies and culture like they're like we should really like and i and you know some of it is like oh we can feed on on this whole feminist movement. Yeah. And but, there's definitely a, a 
point to say that too. Yes. Yeah. But it's still whether no matter their reasons, it's still helping. Yeah. So, exactly. You know, and in that's the what end, I mean. You have to do this at this level. Yeah. Just to be like, hey, females are people. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know. Um, and I do think about this um, a lot now because once again, you know, we're we're in a stage where I think women are becoming more, you know, empowered. They're becoming more yeah. life uh, lifelike. My goodness, what I <laughs> what I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is that we now have a female vice president yes. in the United States, which feels awesome. We have movies like Moxie. Yes. By the way. Happy Women's International Month. Nope, that was all wrong. Wait. Women's History Month. I was, it was International Women's Day last week. If you wondered why we're <laughs> off the camera for so long, is because I'm so exhausted. <laughs> it was a good try, though. Happy and Women's History Month. It. Yeah. Good job. Uh, last Monday was uh, Women's Day. Yes. So, but yeah, um, I, I do think that it's getting better. And I, and I want to say that before we go into our social media comments, yeah. which all come from Discord, um, and I do think that it is getting better. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think it's perfect, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. But I do agree, and I will not deny that the gaming culture is getting better, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of, you know, making, you know, females welcome into yeah. the gaming community. Yeah. You know, especially putting them in places of higher positions like, you know, head of studio of Silver Rain Games, yeah. Melissa Phillips. Yeah, you know? definitely. So, uh, but yeah, I kind of want to jump into the social media answers here because there's a lot to discuss here. Mm-hmm. So this is all coming from Discord, actually. Uh, and I asked you all, do you think gaming culture is still a boys club? And I know that uh, when I ask these questions, they're kind of vague, open-ended. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, I want you to just give honest answers and not what I, yeah. what I want you to say. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, so I want to first start off with uh, a really good point that a lot of people will make is that Absolute Prodigy says, uh, let's see, I used a website that has good statistics on the gaming industry. Uh, and, and, and he gave, uh, two graphs here. Yeah. So total U.S. video game players is 214 million video game players. Uh, seven, 70% of these are kids under 18. And, you know, 64% are adults. How does that math work? Oh, 70% of kids under 18 are, I don't understand that. But what what it is trying to say is that uh, within 214 million, yeah. 59% are male and 41% are female. Yeah. He shows another graph that says right now, uh, 46 of gamers are female. 54% are male. Yeah. Average uh, age for women is 34. Average age for men, 32. Uh, and they've been playing for 14 years on average. So when we look at these statistics, mm-hmm. no, it's not a boys club. You know, it's, it's close to... almost f- even. It's almost even. And when you look at statistics like that, and I don't think Absolute Prodigy is absolutely wrong at this point. <laughs> but the thing I'm trying to say is that when we look at statistics and we look at objectively... Yeah. And that's why I say in the beginning, what's the perception of this? Mm-hmm. When we look at objective statistics, you can say that, oh, yes, it's improving. Yeah. Uh, Anita Sarkeesian likes to put out these graphs every EA or uh, uh, E3. Mm-hmm. How many games are shown that females were, uh, you know, the main character? And it's only a small percentage. But then, like, most of the percentage, like, maybe 55% is male or female. Like, you can yeah. choose. But she yeah. doesn't count that in terms of female hmm. male protagonists. But you see those statistics and it's like, yeah, it's getting better. Yeah. My point in that saying is that uh, when we look at these statistics, you can say it's better, but it's the perception. And what I think it's very important to remember. And again, I'm not trying to say that, you know, Josh, uh, his name's Josh. Uh, episode Prodigy or Josh is wrong here. I don't think he's wrong to look at these stats. But there's a difference between power representation and respect yeah so like i just said that i think we're getting better where females are being empowered here yeah and in terms of we have a woman vice president right now Mm -hmm. but let's go back to obama's administration oh look at that we have a black president that must mean racism is over 
Yeah. Or look at that. We have a female vice president. That means sexism is over. Yeah. Because, you know, we elected that. It doesn't mean anything like that. Yeah. I, I think that we need to define representation and respect for that representation. Yeah. yeah I, what You know, we need to say that there's a dividing line there. Do you, do you agree or disagree? I think there is a dividing line because representation, yeah, that means that the people who make video games talk to their marketing team and their marketing team said, you need to market to more women so we can sell more games. Yes. Whereas respect is guys buying a game despite the fact that they have to play as a female yes to play the game mm-hmm. and you know there is a huge chunk of men who will not play that game mm-hmm. for the same reason that girls didn't want to play video games before because they could only play be a man exactly so i do think it's great that women are being represented i do think it's great that women yeah. are coming to the gaming culture that doesn't mean that all gamers are respecting this or yeah. welcoming this representation. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people mention the chat in video games during mm-hmm. certain video games. There are men on there who are not pleasant yeah. towards women who enter. So I actually want to jump into, because you said that, I want to segue into what Commander Nikki said and what Absolute Prodigy had to say in response mm-hmm. to that. Uh, Commander Nikki. Uh, says it's unfortunately still see uh, it's unfortunately still seen mm-hmm. as a boys club. Yeah, and women often get given ridiculous hurdles to jump over to be co- considered a gamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote unquote, uh, you're not a real gamer unless you played X, Y, and Z, or this many facts about the game, or they get accused of pretending to be a gamer to get a man's attention. Also, let's be real. There's few gamers who are douchebags. <laughs> there's few. There's a few gamers who are douchebags. Uh, they are very loud. So unfortunately, everyone will think gamer equals rude dude. Mm-hmm. Absolute Prodigy had to say, if you hop onto any Call of Duty game and you still get those, oh my god, a girl, blah 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 blah. Objectively, I want to see that there is an increase in gaming overall last year because there was. But checking out over the last couple of years, it's still around 60-40 split and still trends about that. So to infer uh, to infer from that, from basis, yeah, it's still a boys club, a horny boys club sometimes. As any sign of women in a game, they go super, uh, lack of a better word, simp. Hmm. Recent posts on Reddit had a tale of a guy and his wife playing Among Us. And via chat, a kid found out there was a woman and begged the husband to talk about his wife physical assets if you will yeah so what this says is that you know absolute project you can look at the stats and say that like yes women's representations are getting better Mm -hmm. but like what commander nikki said i think girls who get into games have such a you know higher hurdle to get over yeah because if a guy goes in oh it's a guy gamer yeah but if it's a girl it's almost as if you have to prove yourself yeah. that you like video games. Do I you agree with that? Yeah. I still struggle to call myself a gamer because I feel like I, I only play the easy games mm-hmm. because it's just narrative driven. And so I don't have to have that many. I don't really need skill to play them. Yes. So I still struggle to say like, oh, yeah, I'm a gamer because I feel like just not that anyone has said anything to me, but just growing up. Mm-hmm. And everything, I just feel like I need to prove that I'm a gamer by playing more difficult games mm-hmm. and having knowledge about them. It's the same reason why I stayed away from sports for so long. Yeah. Because I felt like asking questions was not acceptable. I needed to just know mm-hmm. and I needed to figure it out. And otherwise, I'm not part of that club. Yeah. So, like, even though I do play Life is Strange, I play, I've played all of Life is Strange. I play Sims. Like, I play a ton of video games. I'm just very selective about what I do play yeah, and what I spend my time with it. It's still for me, it, it's hard to feel like I'm part of that club because I do get lost in conversations mm-hmm. about other video games. Yeah. So it's like still to me, like I, I completely agree with what she said, where it's like, we feel like we need to do more yeah, to be part of it. Exactly. Uh, and like what absolute prodigy said, like you want to look at the facts and say that, or not the facts even, but just the stats. Yeah. And say that, oh, look, it's getting better. Yeah. But in reality, unfortunately, 
it's still seen as like sexualizing women. Yeah. It's just another thing to make women a unicorn and saying, I have to marry that one. Why? Yeah. Because of a quality that doesn't really matter. But, you know, it matters to me right now. But it's not something that will get me through life progression, you know, mm-hmm. but whatever. Now, I do want to go into Volt Supreme's answer, who says, don't you just turn on your console and computer and just simply play a game? What does uh, any, what does that have to do with literally anything, especially gender? What is this club people are talking about? Why would anyone strive to be labeled a gamer? Why is the opinions of X, Y, and Z so important? So I agree and disagree with Voltseer. Mm-hmm. I agree that, one, you shouldn't care. Yeah. Right? You shouldn't care about anything. Uh, going back into skate culture, mm-hmm. you shouldn't care what people think. Like, oh, can you do a tray flip? No. Still skate. Yeah. It's fine. If you can only do an ollie, if you just like to skate around, just still skate. Yeah. If you just like certain games, you're still a gamer. It doesn't matter. I get it. You know, it shouldn't matter at all. What I disagree with uh, Volt Supreme is that what does it have to do with anything? It has to do with uh, like what he said. What is this club that people are talking about? Why would anybody be strive to be labeled a gamer? It's not that you're striving to be labeled a gamer. It's that you want to be part of a community. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be just part of a community of only female gamers. It's like, oh, all the gamers go over there and the female gamers come over here. Yeah. You want to be a part of the community that's talking about the game you love. Yeah. But not separated by gender. Yeah. Am I am I on the right path here? Yeah, definitely. And I can add to that a bit. I don't know about all females, but for me, and I don't know, maybe it's because as I was, when I was growing up, mm-hmm. I was always considered the girly girl and I didn't always like that. Yeah. So for me personally, when I like something that's typically a boy's thing, mm-hmm. or maybe I even started liking things because they're specifically a boy's thing. Yeah. Because I want to prove to people yeah. that... I'm a girl and I can do it. Yeah. And I think that also has part of it for girls wanting to be considered gamers and want to people people to know they're gamers mm-hmm. because it is typically a boys thing. And we want people to know that like girls can do this too. Yeah. Like we can do it too. So, and I, like I said, I don't know if that's every girl, but mm-hmm. I do know it's not just me. I do know there are plenty of girls out there who are like, I want to be called. I want some people to call me a gamer because mm-hmm. I that would mean they're acknowledging that a girl can be a gamer. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's the fact that it's not that you're striving to be a gamer, but because it's so difficult and you have to jump through so many hoops, mm-hmm. like what Commander Nikki said, you can't just join something. Yeah, and I think we need it, to prove that we are gamers. And I think it's easy for people like me, who is a straight white male mm-hmm. living in America, for me to be like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Because I can literally just do anything, go anywhere, yeah. and I'm accepted right away. Yeah. Because I'm a straight white male, Christian male, living in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have any doors that are closed to me. Yeah. And I recognize that. But for... Girls, you know, for females, there are some hurdles. There are some doors. And some people will say, no, 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 no. Yeah. And getting those titles, it's like, it feels like a badge of honor. Yeah. Like, I'm a female gamer. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like getting that like badge, like you Mm -hmm. did it. Exactly. And we're trying to fight for for a time uh, in any kind of era. Yeah. We're, We're trying to fight for an era where it does it's no longer a badge but just something that like you're interested in exactly you know and that's the thing is that i don't think volts is wrong in saying that you don't you shouldn't care you should just keep gaming oh yeah you shouldn't but at the same time there's so many people that it's it's we no longer live in a place where you can just turn on your console mm-hmm. but sometimes you want to do online games yeah. What if it, your way of gaming is through Rainbow Six Siege? Mm-hmm. Your way of gaming is through Rocket League. Your way of gaming is Among Us. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to game in. Yeah. You want to game in multiplayer, but as soon as you enter into that chat lobby, yeah. as a girl, guess what? You're going to get like all these questions yeah. or, oh, just get out of here. It's it's awful. <laughs> but yeah. that's what we're trying to fight for is that yeah. now, am I saying that guys never get treated horribly in chat logs? Uh-huh. Uh no we do we get we get oh, treated yeah. horribly but not in a way of it's not the same it's not the same 
but all I all I'm trying to fight for is that girls get treated horribly just like men are and not because they're female but because they're just another person on the chat log yeah and they it should, they should be just berated about other things and not just because they're a female it's you know? so strange that you pointed that out because as we're talking i realize i'm just like i literally don't know what it's like to like something mm-hmm. and not have it be seen as just a normal thing yeah like i don't know what it's like to enter like a typical man's thing mm-hmm. and just to be accepted that i like it you can't even drink can- uh canned beer you can't drink beer yeah like girls girl a, dr- a girl drinking beer is a sexual thing yeah for men mm-hmm. like you see a girl in skinny jeans and a tank top sitting at a bar drinking a beer and tell me that's not going to turn like half the men in the bar on exactly and that's the thing is that uh i don't think Fultz is wrong but i think it's coming from a place of yeah you're you don't face that though. Yeah. That's the thing is that you but, don't see it as a weird thing because you don't know what it's like to not be accepted or not feel comfortable. So I want to go into these answers because they're interesting takes where yeah. on one hand, absolute prodigy puts out statistics. There is representation and it is growing. And I think that's true. And I think Volts is right when saying that you shouldn't really care. And that's, you know, you shouldn't really care about labeling yourself as a gamer but on the other hand, we have Commander Nikki, who is a, a female. Yeah. And, and is she a knows game. what we're talking about. <laughs> and she's just saying, like, yes, I agree with the statistics. And I agree that I shouldn't care. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just want to I want to blurt out that I love video games without having to jump through hoops. Yeah. And people just accept that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing is that it's such a complicated situation where... You are being represented. What are you talking about? Come on. Or stop caring so much. But at the same time, if I were to tell you, Liz, stop complaining. You know, there's there's female gamers. Come on. You're being represented. And you shouldn't care about being a label. But, like, what goes through your head when I tell you that? To, like, like not care? Yeah, stop caring so much. You know it's true. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, what's going through your head? It's mostly... It's just like, like, I agree. I shouldn't care. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, just growing up as a girl, you get tired. Yeah. It's so exhausting mm-hmm. to like be told, like to constantly have to prove to people you can do things or yeah. constantly prove to people that it's okay that you do it. Like, I don't, not that female gamers have like a certain look or way about them, mm-hmm. but it always shocks people when they find out I play video games or that I like building things and using tools Mm -hmm. and all it like, it always shocks them. It's like, why, why do I have to explain this to you? Exactly. Why is this so hard to understand? And that is, it just makes me exhausted thinking about having to prove it to people. Yeah. I think it's a good time to jump into closing thoughts and close this show up because Wow, we went on for a good while. We did? Yeah. Cool. But let's jump into our brief closing thoughts. And I want to give you the final words here. So um, I think that when we're talking about is gaming culture still a boys club? I think it's starting to close down those doors of saying boys club, Mm -hmm. especially with the Ubisoft scandal coming out, saying that there was an inner circle. And, And I think there's a lot of things that are just coming into light and saying that, you were treating women in games poorly. Yeah. And now we're starting to see that women are being empowered in games. Mm-hmm. And I think we are taking the right steps. However, we still have a lot of steps to take. Mm-hmm. And what I want to see is that, yeah, maybe you shouldn't care. But I think we also need to recognize the power of video games. The power of video games in terms of community, it just brings us together as Human beings, mm-hmm. not gender, not race, not religion, not sexual orientation. It just brings people together as human beings who are just giant dorks <laughs> yeah, and don't have anywhere else to go but play video games. I, I think we need to recognize that video games are the great connector to human beings. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are your final thoughts? I, I mean, I agree with everything you were saying, but... Thank you. And... But not, I know I keep taking it outside of video games, but honestly, the problem lies 
everywhere. Yeah. It's not just in video games. Like you mentioned the Ubisoft mm-hmm. scandal. It's, but that's in businesses all over the country outside mm-hmm. of the video game industry. That's everywhere. Men treat women as less in the business place, especially in the business place. And they make women uncomfortable mm-hmm. all the time, everywhere. Yeah. I Even as a teenager, I worked at a Planet Fitness and there was an older guy hitting on a girl only a couple years older than me. Gross. Exactly. He mm-hmm. got fired. Look, our owner, our manager was a female. He wasn't really going to get away with that. Oh, one. good. But that's the thing. It's 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 everywhere. No matter where a female works, there's always men sexualizing mm-hmm. them and making them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And as a whole, every we it, America and other countries still have a lot of growth to do. Yeah. But I do think the video game industry is working towards helping movie industry is getting there. They're a little slower to mm-hmm. do it yeah. just because for story sake mm. th- for reasons which i don't like it would take too long for me to get into that but yeah but i do think the video game industry is helping with the representation side and it's just going to take tolerance from the gaming community because mm-hmm. like i said there's always going to be that group of guys that yeah. are going to be jerks and don't see it that way but I think it's just going to take the game industry accepting mm-hmm. that there's going to be representation for now on. Um, but yeah, I think we're growing and hopefully one day, maybe yeah. by the time like our grandkids are playing video <laughs> games, we won't have to explain ourselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good way to close the show out. Yeah. So again, we're just... um. We're going on this just to talk about, let's just make this a community. Yeah. You know, uh, let's uh, make a place where girls don't have to explain that they're gamers, but they're just like, oh, yeah. It's just like a normal, boring thing. And the other thing is that hopefully girls also realize that they don't have to sexualize themselves Mm -hmm. to be accepted. Because you see a lot of, not a lot, but I have seen female streamers Mm -hmm. who don't wear appropriate things yes. in their streams. Mm-hmm. That's not really helping the cause at all. Dang, Liz, you're calling people out. I didn't. I didn't oh, my say, goodness. I just she's said starting, I disagree with beef. that. If no. that's how you dress in your everyday life, fine. You do you. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, there's at least a handful of them who do it to get views. Yeah. And I don't agree with that. So let's close the show up before the camera runs out. So Okay. Uh, I think this is a good discussion, but we want to hear from you. Write your thoughts in the comments down below. What do you think about this subject? So I want to hear from you. Uh, if you're toxic, I don't want to hear from you, <laughs> and it'll be blocked. So uh, thanks again for listening to this week's What's Up. Oh, my goodness. Whoops. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to this week's Games of Groceries. There you go. Uh, we hope you had a good time here. Uh, yeah, be sure to subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell, and follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries and Instagram Games Groceries, all one word. So uh, check us out there, and we hope to see you in the next one. Just remember to keep striving, keep uh, staying driven, and keep on gaming. Bye.